everybody, it's me, Preston Jensen, and welcome to my podcast today. I've got some sweet topics for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to season number two, episode 17 of Preston Jensen's podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Preston. Tonight, we're going to be talking about predictions, NFL, and uh, we're going to look back at, I'm just scrolling on my uh, podcast list, Looks like episode number 11 of season two when Chelsea came on the show and we did our um, Minnesota Vikings picks. Uh, She did her picks on episode number 11. I did my picks on, let's see, uh, episode 10. So if you guys go back and listen to that, uh, I just wanted to pause now that the Vikings have reached their bye week. Um, They've had six games. And they are now five and one. They lost to the Eagles, twenty four to seven. But uh, both Chelsea and I are exactly right on our predictions uh, up to this point in the season. I had the Vikings going five and one into the bye week, and Chelsea had the Vikings going five and one into the bye week. And uh, uh, unfortunately, we don't have the game correct. She had us losing to the Dolphins. I had us losing to the Saints. So we were close. Uh, all these games have been very close to the Vikings. And as a Vikings fan, how awesome is it that all of these close games are coming out with wins for the Vikings? If you were to tell me that the Vikings were 5-1 and one at the start of the season, I would uh, believe it, but I would have thought they would have got there on a much different path than they've got. Um, It seems like the offense isn't quite clicking. The defense has held, even though it's given up loads of yards, and the stats look pretty bad as far as the defense goes. But uh, as Tom Brady said last week in his interview, It sounds basic, but this game is won and lost based on the most important stat points. And the Vikings, luckily, keep coming out on top in that category. Uh, It seems like uh, Kirk Cousins, to me, I haven't thought that he's had a bad year at all. Uh, If you listen to K-Fan, they say that he's statistically having one of the worst years of his career as a starter. To me, it looks like he's much more comfortable in the pocket seems like the line is giving him a whole lot more time to do the things that he's good at. And I feel like even though Delvin Cook isn't getting the amount of touches that he usually gets, he still has some good production. Uh, and I feel like his fall in production makes sense to me just because uh, we went from a run-heavy, run-first offense to a pass-heavy, pass-first offense and uh, he still seems to be getting the touches. And uh, a lot of people were saying at the start of the season that, oh, it looks like Delvin has lost a step. 
Uh, he proved us wrong last week against the Dolphins when he took a, I think it was a 54-yard run to the house, and he was running away from people. And I think there was one guy that was there to catch him, and it was a speedy uh, defensive back. So I don't think he has lost a step at all. In fact, I think he is uh, um, primed to have one of the best seasons of his career just for the fact that he has less touches at this point in the year, and I feel like we're saving some mileage on his uh, season. I I feel like uh, with the less carries, I feel like at the end of the season when it matters most, he's going to be as fresh as can be, and that's when he's going to really explode and have the season that we all know he can have. Um, now looking on to our predictions, uh, I've got them going 13 and four. I think that's a little more realistic than Chelsea's 15 and two, but up to this point, she's spot on and I hope it continues. Uh, looking ahead on the schedule, uh, Vikings have a bye week this week. Then they, uh, play the Cardinals, which could be a sneaky, tricky game. Uh, Cardinals are not playing very well right now. However, they get DeAndre Hopkins back and they just traded for Robbie Anderson. Uh, so th- that might be a much different team when the Vikings play them on October 30th. Um, then we play the Commanders. I feel pretty good about that one. Uh, on November 13th, we play the Bills. That one scares me a lot. I feel like the Bills are probably one of the favorites to be a Super Bowl winner. Uh, one of the biggest surprises of the season for me this year is the Denver Broncos. I feel like they were picked by many to be one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl. And up until now, honestly, they've been kind of hard to watch. It's been very uninspiring football. And uh, to me, that's uh, it goes to show how good of a coach Pete Carroll is because uh, when Russell Wilson doesn't have Pete Carroll, maybe he's not, uh, (laughs) maybe he's not as good as, he looked in Seattle, and uh, now that Russell Wilson is gone, Geno Smith is actually having a very good year, probably one of the best years in his career. I haven't followed his career too closely, but uh, it seems like uh, he's one of the top fantasy players in a lot of quarterback categories, at least up until this point. I don't know if that'll continue. Patriots are a big surprise to me. Uh, They're on to their third-string quarterback, and he seems to be playing lights out. Goes to show that if you have a wonderful coach, uh, you can overcome a lot of things. It seems like uh, Bill Belichick, uh, you can give him just about anybody, and he's going to have a competitive team. Uh, Let's see. I'm excited for December 4th because my friends and I are going to be going down to that game in Minneapolis. Uh, I was thinking that was an absolute lock for a win, and I hope it is. Uh, And I'm hoping that the Jets aren't as good as they looked against the Green Bay Packers. That has been a big surprise to me that the Green Bay Packers, it honestly just looks like they're falling apart. Uh, uh, Another uh, team that was a favorite at the start of the year, Aaron Rodgers just doesn't seem to be in sync with his uh, young receivers. And for whatever reason, they don't seem to be giving Aaron Jones the ball. He seems to uh, be one of the best backs in the league. Every time I watch him, it seems like he's getting four or five yards of carry, and they just go away from that. They go to these quick passes out to uh, 
their receivers and they're just not in sync. So those things are not working right now. As a Viking fan, I hope that all continues. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers gets super frustrated with the whole situation. Maybe he'll consider retiring after this year. And uh, hopefully, like I said, as a Viking fan, uh, as a fan of the game, it is fun to watch Aaron Rodgers play. As a Viking fan, I really do hope he retires after this year. And uh, we can move on. Hopefully the Packers do not get lucky like they have in the past where they went from Brett Favre right into Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully they can have a long, uh, drawn-out process of trying to find the next quarterback. Uh, They've been uh, training up uh, Jordan Love for quite a few years now, and a lot of people say he's ready. Hopefully he's not. (laughs) I've, there's a lot of hopefullys, I said, in that, and uh, um, they're all in regards to being a Vikings fan, a big-time homer, and uh, uh, you never know. Uh, it seems like even though they're 3-3, three and three, I'm talking about the Packers now, it seems like in my lifetime you can never count them out, especially when you've got Aaron Rodgers uh, running the team, and to me... From the outside looking in, he is running the team. Uh, I heard the Packers uh, analyst on KFAN this week, and he was talking about how, uh, well, PA asked him if uh, they were going to have a coaching change at the end of the season for the Green Bay Packers, and he said he doesn't think so because uh, the Green Bay Packers coach was one of the most winning coaches his first couple years, and I thought, well, that has a lot to do with number 12 in Green Bay. And uh, if he's not there, I don't know if uh, that coach would be having the same type of success. Um, although uh, I do hope that Kevin O'Connell is this guru that we're all thinking he is. It seems like all of the players in every interview that I listen to, and I basically listen to an interview uh, every day with one of the players, uh, I, I listen to a lot of K-Fan when I'm at work, and I have never heard a single player say one thing bad about Kevin O'Connell. It's always uh, how he's got the team prepared, um, not only uh, mentally but physically. This past week they were talking about how um, the Vikings had a hydration schedule where uh, – They had alarms going off, so they had to be drinking water throughout the week. And as it turns out, that really paid off for the Vikings. A smart move by Kevin O'Connell, and I'm sure the training staff had a lot to do with that as well. But uh, during the game, they were showing that the Vikings' sideline was 130 degrees, and the Dolphins' sideline was at like 80. They were in the shade. Vikings were in the sun. It's an absolutely brilliant home field advantage for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, That is a huge advantage. The Vikings also brought in, it looked like, special cooling chairs and shades. It almost looked like just PVC and like tarps uh, to get shade for the players. So the Vikings did a lot of preparation outside of just X's nose on the game. They did... uh, all of the work necessary to be prepared mentally and physically for the Dolphins. And I feel like uh, that type of approach uh, 
there's been that, that same emphasis on each and every single game, and I'm excited to see how the Vikings come back after the bye week. Kevin O'Connell was talking in his uh, weekly presser that he was going to do some analysis on the upcoming game against the Cardinals, and he was also going to do some uh, team scouting on the Minnesota Vikings themselves to look for some vulnerabilities on how they could get better uh, for the rest of the year. And uh, he he seemed very confident that uh, there's a lot of places that the Vikings still have room to get a lot better. And that's everyone on KFAN is saying, as a Viking fan, you have to be extremely excited because the Vikings are 5-1, and one and they have not even come close to playing their best football up to this point. Um, I would say week one was probably their best, most complete game against the Green Bay Packers. But uh, other than that, they've had a lot of games where a couple things just aren't going right. We're just um, not quite as fluid as we should be on some plays. We're missing wide-open receivers. Sometimes there's a drop. Uh and it's all, it all seems to be some things that uh, they'll be able to fix and seems like uh, they'll be a very tough team when it comes to playoff time. I hope I'm right on that. Um, but that just goes to show that Kevin O'Connell is, <laughs> I mean, it seems like they've been so good at overcoming uh, big runs by other teams, and, and they've been able to come back when it matters most. I, I think back to the Lions game when they were down big right away to start the game, and they didn't give up, they didn't quit, they kept playing, and at the end of the game they came out with the W. And uh, I think a lot of times when teams start winning these close games that they start to expect to win instead of expect the worst. And there's something to be said about learning how to win. And uh, I mean, a team can really learn how to lose. Um, If you get used to losing so much, you just uh, get to the end of the game and you expect, ah, you know, we're only down seven points, but uh, we haven't been coming back in the past. And it's just a terrible way of thinking. You can get into a rut and those can start piling up. Same thing can happen with wins. You can start winning these close games, and when uh, you come to that position in a future game, you already know we've done this several times before. We're ready to respond in a positive way, and we're very confident that we're going to come out with a win. And I think that will serve the Vikings very positively for the rest of the season. I hope I didn't bore you guys to death with... uh, Minnesota Vikings talk, but I thought uh, since the bye week is coming up, I have to pause and give Chelsea and myself a little credit for picking the Vikings to be 5-1 and one at this point, which is exactly what they are. Uh, hopefully our predictions, <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I've said hopefully so many times. I've got a lot of hope for the Minnesota Vikings. I do every single year, uh, every single year, it's not even that I wish that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm confident in my gut that the Minnesota Vikings, every year of my life, are going to be going to the Super Bowl. So far to this point, I've been <laughs> disappointed every single year. And now I'm kind of used to that. Uh, like I, we, we were talking, you can get used to losing. You can get used to winning. 
uh, one of these years, I hope they turn the page and we can become used to winning Super Bowls and not just one. Let's just turn it into a Patriots dynasty at this point. That would be amazing. Uh, so thank you for listening to this week's episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. I love the Minnesota Vikings, as you guys can tell. I like the Twins, too. That didn't end so hot. Hopefully the Timberwolves can uh, uh, surprise us all. They've made some big moves. That could be a fun season to keep an eye on. Um, But we are going to keep an eye on these Minnesota Vikings. Uh, And uh, we'll probably have another episode uh, towards the end of the season. And we'll for sure have an episode on uh, our picks at the end of the year. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you listeners. And I will talk to you guys next week.